Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this is from Johns Hopkins University. I thought it would be a giant story today, but I have not seen it anywhere. It is their, uh, it's from their Studies in Applied Economics headline, A Literature Review and Meta-Analysis of the Effects of Lockdowns on COVID-19 Mortality. And I thought it would be a big story. It seems like it should be a big story, but so far it is not a big story. I will read a little from the conclusion. It is 62 pages long. I read some of the intro, a bit of the middle, and then mostly the conclusion. Overall, our meta-analysis fails to confirm that lockdowns have had a large, significant effect on mortality rates. Studies examining the relationship between lockdown strictness, based on their complicated stringency index, and if you want to actually read this, we have it linked at armstrongandgetty.com. Um... Our study on the relationship between lockdown strictness finds that the average lockdown in Europe and the United States only reduced COVID-19 mortality by 0.2% compared to COVID-19 policy based solely on recommendations. That would be counties, provinces, countries where they said, you should social distance, you should wear masks, you should be careful, wash your Mm -hmm. hands, whatever they said, as opposed to mandating that the business be closed or the school be closed or whatever. 0.2%. Studies looking at specific things like lockdown versus no lockdown, face masks, closing non-essential businesses, border closures, school closures, and limiting gatherings also find no broad-based evidence of noticeable effects on COVID-19 mortality. However, it says here, closing non-essential businesses seems to have had some effect, particularly bars. Uh, 11% decrease in COVID mortality in closing bars versus not closing bars. So that one seemed to be a good idea. Yeah, I can picture where bars would be a great place to spread the disease. On um, you know, on the other hand, and this this is the thought overreaching all of this discussion is that the enormous costs of denying people liberty are so high. Sure. And if you if you had made it clear that uh, going to the bars sp- spreading the COVID a lot, then you know maybe people self-select decide not to i don't know um also masks may reduce covid19 mortality but there is only one study that examines universal mask mandates the effects of border closures school closures and limiting gatherings on mortality yields precision weighted estimates of 0.1 percent uh 4 and 1.6 percent respectively lockdowns compared to no lockdowns also do not reduce COVID-19 mortality. I'll get to the discussion part. This is practically the last paragraph. Overall, we conclude that lockdowns are not an effective way of reducing mortality rates during a pandemic, at least not during the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. Our results are in line with what the World Health Organization writing group in 2006 stated. 
Reports from the 1918 influenza pandemic indicate that social distancing measures did not stop or appear to dramatically reduce transmission. In Edmonton, Canada, isolation and quarantine were instituted, public meetings were banned, schools, churches, colleges, theaters, and other public public gatherings were closed, and business hours were restricted without obvious impact on the epidemic. In other words, we've lived through this before, we'd tried it before, they'd looked at the data, and the WHO had decided it didn't do much good. Well, yeah, what's especially frustrating, and it wasn't just the WHO, but Johns Hopkins itself in 2019, the WHO in 2019, the CDC in April 17th, all put out reports about pandemic preparedness. This is pre-COVID now, folks, and all of them uh, concluded the same thing, that mass quarantines don't work. And so that was not a part of the plan. In fact, they said they might be pursued for social or political purposes by political leaders rather than pursued because of health, public health evidence. That's according to the gurus who've been calling us to dance to their tune for the last couple of years. Back to this most recent study. The most recent research has shown that lockdowns have had, at best, a marginal effect on the number of COVID-19 deaths. And then this sentence, I thought, which was huge. Uh, They conclude in the study that interventions are generally effective in mitigating COVID-19 spread, but nine of the 43 results reviewed find no or uncertain association between lockdowns and the spread of COVID-19, suggesting that evidence from that study contradicts their own conclusion. Finally, allow us to broaden our perspective after presenting our meta-analysis that focuses on the following questions. What does the evidence tell us about the effects of lockdowns on mortality? We provide a firm answer to this question. The evidence fails to confirm that lockdowns have a significant effect in reducing COVID-19 mortality. The effect is little to none. And here's an important paragraph. The use of lockdowns is a unique feature of the COVID-19 pandemic. Lockdowns have not been used at such a large extent during any of the pandemics of the past century. However, lockdowns during the initial phase of COVID have had devastating effects. They've contributed to reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, and undermining liberal democracy. These costs to society must be compared to the benefits of lockdown, which our meta-analysis have shown are marginal at best. Wow. We, this leads us to a strong conclusion. Lockdowns should be rejected out of hand as a pandemic policy instrument. Well, maybe Again, next time. Echoing every single serious look at this question. There has never been an authoritative body uh, that has recommended lockdowns. So frustrating. Well, and it's important to repeat what you said earlier. Well, yeah, I think it is to a huge extent. Trump said open up. So the masses of the media and government and the intelligentsia said shut down. And that was it. It is the most, I mean, the most, like you're a dumb beast recoiling from fire reaction trump said a so we say b which which shows you to be so incredibly easily manipulated my intelligent friends my elite friends you are so weak and and the damage you've done is so enormous to the kids the anxiety the depression the suicide the self-harm the rest of it and there's never been an authoritative body that has said shutdowns are the way to go never it's just so incredibly frustrating to me and then we knew it, and we should have known it. Just the Trump derangement syndrome may be one of the most interesting mass delusions ever experienced by Homo sapiens. I th- it needs to be studied at the university level. The problem is all the universities are are in the bag for this. You know the sort of group think we've been talking about. In the time we have, I think it's notable the Atlantic 
publishing a piece by uh, three women who are all in uh, the medical field, public health, that sort of thing. They write, how much time do I have? Yeah, we got time. In the panic spring of 2020, as health officials scrambled to keep communities safe, they recommended various restrictions and interventions, sometimes in the absence of rigorous science supporting them. No way. Yeah. Excuse me, continuing the theme. That was understandable at the time. Now, however, two years into this pandemic, keeping unproven measures in place is no longer justifiable. And honestly, I think they are being too charitable. But anyway, at the top of the list of policies we should rethink is mandatory masks for kids at school. The CDC guidance on school masking is far-reaching, recommending, quote, universal indoor masking by all students age 2 and older. Staff, teachers, and visitors to K-12 through schools, regardless of vaccination status. In contrast, many countries, the U.K., Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and, Denmark, and many others, have not taken the U.S.'s approach and instead followed WHO get, uh, guidelines, which recommend against masking children ages 5 and younger because this age group is at low risk of illness, because masks are not, quote, in the overall interest of the child, and because many children are unable to wear masks properly. Even for ages 6 to 11, the WHO does not routinely recommend masks because of the, quote, potential impact of wearing a mask on learning and psychosocial development. This part is extra crazy. The fact that we are more strict than Europe, more strict than the WHO masking little kids is weird. And they go into some detail on the patchwork of yes and no to masks. About half of the country's 53 million children remain compulsorily masked in school for the indefinite future, even though there is no responsible medical body that says it's doing any good. None. I was picking up my uh, son yesterday and watching the kindergartners get out of uh, the early part of kindergarten. All those little five-year-olds with masks on. Europe in the WHO doesn't believe in that. There's more detail you ought to hear. Many public health experts maintain that masks worn correctly are essential, blah, blah, blah. There's reason to doubt that kids can pull off mask wearing uh, correctly. We reviewed a variety of studies, some conducted by the CDC itself, some cited by them as evidence of masking effectiveness, uh, often touted by the media. We were trying to find evidence that would justify the no-end-in-sight mask guidance. We came up empty-handed. To our knowledge, the CDC has performed three studies to determine whether masking children in school reduces COVID-19 transmission. Uh, And then they go into some detail. Long story short, there is no solid evidence it helps at all. Masking teachers seem to help a little bit for a while, but there is no evidence that masking kids helps. This is from the Atlantic, folks. This is not from some sort of way out there Alex Jones website. This is practically universally recognized science, and yet the kids are still masked. Why? and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.